anything that you want to say or put in the chat box, feel free to do that. And Nikki Dixon just um, popped into the chat box, and she said hello, so let me say hello to her. Hello, um, Nikki. Hello, Nikki. Waving. Okay. Now, my first question, and we all want to, you know, say something about, have something to say about this. My first question is, Maria, what mm-hmm. is your outlook on Valentine's and why all the hype? You know, for me, Valentine's Day is. Well, it's Valentine's Day. It's February 14th every single year. Um, This year uh, I will be celebrating, and I want everyone to understand that I will be celebrating uh, Valentine's Day as a single lady, period. I don't want any rings on it. I don't want anything. I'm good. I'm going to be celebrating as a single lady. And for all of you listening, you know, just picture this, okay, So many of us, we let one day a year get us down and depressed. This could be men and or women, but right now, let's just talk from the female point of view because if you all haven't figured it out by now, I'm a female. So let me relate to the ladies for a moment. So it's February 14th, and you get depressed, and you're on social media, and you see some of your friends, they're posting all this stuff, my boo did this and my boo did that. You know, (laughs) let let me put it in a different, you know, let me put it in a different perspective for you. So you go on social media, and everybody, my boo this and my boo that, click on their boo's page and see how often their boo are mentioning them. Probably none to not. So, wow. okay, one mythbuster gone right there. What are you feeling bad about? Anybody can subconsciously or consciously try to pump up whatever it is that they're doing to make it seem larger than life when really, you know, it, it's it's a lot of hype and nothing more. And I'm not knocking people's relationships. If you have that real relationship with your boo-boo, that's fine and wonderful. Love it, great, wish you well. But a lot of people tend to throw things up in people's face because I have and you don't. And the question is, you know, sometimes you have to ask, what is it that you really have? Okay, Mythbuster number two. It's um, Valentine's night, and you're sitting home crying. Well, look at this. Okay, somebody's posting, my boo got me this, and they got me this new exotic dish for dinner. Well, maybe on Valentine's, you just want some fried chicken, some corn, and some mashed potatoes. And here comes the alleged boo coming in with something exotic that they decided to experiment with on Valentine's. And you're like, what on earth is that? Oh, this is bitchy schwa. All right, it's what? <laughs> you know, it's bitchy schwa. What the devil is bitchy schwa? When you're single, guess what? You can have your fried chicken, your corn, and your mashed potatoes, and guess you know you're going to be happy on Valentine's Day instead of sitting over here trying to reach with your boo why they bought you bitchy and they can't even pronounce whatever it is that looks like it's still alive in the box on the plate. That's one strike. Then they're going to give you the box, the infamous gift. Well, two things are going to happen. Either it's going to be too small, and then you're going to catch an attitude with their boo because their boo doesn't know what size they wear. Then they're going to bring in something too small, and in the back of their insecure minds, they're going to be thinking, who was this really for? Or it's going to be too big, and then they're going to be mad with their boo because, well, it's too big. You think I'm that big? 
blah, blah, blah. Okay. And then number three, naturally, most people at the end of Valentine's, they try to cap it off with that little intimate moment. Well, that's, you know, not even up for discussion or on the table anymore because you bought the wrong size. You've gotten to this is why. So she's going to be hungry. She's going to wonder why you haven't brought the right size. You don't know what size she wears and all of this. But then she's going to get on social media and say, my boo got me all this. So really take all of that out of the equation because guess what? In most cases, now this is when I'm really going to get real, real. You're single on Valentine's Day, but you were single last week last month, last year, and the year before, too. So it's not like it's something new. So why do we allow one day out of a year when we've been single for the last decade to make us feel bad about ourselves? When we're single, we can have the meal we want. We can shop for ourselves. Most restaurants, if you can get in on Valentine's, they usually greet ladies at the door. A lot of them will give you a rose and a box of chocolates. Give me my box of chocolates. Keep the rose. I'm good. I've had the meal I wanted. I've gotten the outfit I wanted. The bottom line is I can go home, light my own candles, have a hot bath, go to bed, be warm and toasty under my covers with no expectations. I am good on Valentine's Day because I learned how to love me. So that's it, mm-hmm. you know, in a nutshell. Good answer, great oh, okay. answer. Now, I actually posted <laughs> inside of the room, for those who didn't um, actually get to see, I posted inside the room, and I just want to actually get a little bit, but I did the history of Valentine's. It's normally just a, it was a Christian holiday that was actually brought up um, by the Catholics, by by a saint that they actually um you know, actually um, brought it together. Yeah. And it says, um, it says, how, um, how did St. Valentine's become associated with love and romance? And it says, get the full story. So if you go inside, it'll tell you. St. Valentine's, it started off in like the 15th century. And then mm-hmm. each year, I wrote this on the, each year on February 14th, many people exchange cards, candy, gifts, or flowers with their special Valentine's. The day of romance we call Valentine's Day. The name for a Christian martyr it dates back to the fifth century, but has its origins in a Roman holiday, um, Lupercalia. So it's been around for a long time, but it has evolved from giving greeting cards to getting chocolate um, to um, spend a lot of money. You know, on that one day, it is one of the days that people break up. It's one of the days that, you know, people get together. It's one of the days that all the restaurants make all their money. I was talking to one of my fellow coworkers today who used to um, wait tables, and that's, nobody can take off that day at the job because guess what? There's going to be money made. So it's been around, but with it, it's when it has been evolving, anything that evolves either is going to fall apart or get better, and with in today's society, you know, it's just to me, as they say, a money maker. Chocolate is expensive. Um, everything you do, teddy bears are expensive. All the gifts that you do, you know, the jewelers they make more money than everybody because everybody's buying diamonds for their food, as you said. So, um, 
But, you know, we have to remember, as you said, if we know where it came from, then we'll know where we're going, you know, in the in a future. And as a friend of mine at work said, we need to love all year long. Don't wait mm-hmm. till Christmas. Oh, I love you. Don't wait till Valentine's. Oh, I love you. Because love, love is not materialistic. And that's where society has made it. Whether you got the biggest rock on your finger or the biggest necklace, I love you. Some people give a gift just to keep them quiet. But, well, you know, wow. a Valentine's, but 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 the Valentine's. If we look at just the the day itself and the act itself, it hasn't changed at all. What has changed is the marketability of it. That's what's changed is when man adds that um, the marketability of it and the money comes into play. That's what's evolving. That's why it is one of the most expensive so-called holidays in the year because, you know, that's the time when people are known for getting, you know, the shiny lies and the fancy, you know, the fancy goodbyes and the shiny lies come out on Valentine's Day. So, Mm -hmm. you know, the the, the holiday itself may be still rooted in the same um, origins, but because now it's such a big moneymaker, that's what's changing the way that um, people view it. And again, it's another. It's one day of a year, and so many people get depressed. And again, let me backtrack a little bit. As I said, people go on social media, and then they allow themselves to be depressed by this. But the bottom line is simple: if you get that depressed, looking at everyone flaunt what their boo has gotten them for Valentine's Day, don't go on social media that day. Go out, read a book, go shopping, do something for yourself where you're not sitting around being reminded for whatever reason that you're single on February the 14th when you were single on February the 13th, the 12th, the 11th, the 10th, the 9th, the 8th, the 7th, the 6th, and so on. And you're just allowing yourself to be upset on the 14th because you don't have a boo. Are you kidding me? Look in the mirror. That's all the boo you need. When you learn to love that boo that you see in the mirror, the rest won't matter. That It doesn't matter. It's okay to be single on Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day does not validate or substantiate, you know, your existence. It just does not do that. And if we allow it to validate and substantiate every year on Two fourteen, we will continue to hate. It's as simple as that. We will continue to hate that day. Valentine's Day, I'm by myself. I'm like, you were by yourself on Valentine's Day, 2014, 2013, 2012, 2010, 2011. What is your point? Just tell me, make me understand, my brothers and sisters. What is your point? You have been single for the last six years. What is your point for being upset and crying and getting yourself all depressed on February the 14th? And if you continuously single on this day and you do not want to be, you need to go to the person in the mirror. I love the name of this show because this can be the man and woman in the mirror or whatever you're looking at, whatever sights you see in the mirror in some cases. You need to have a good talk with that and find out what the problem is. And it's just wow. and, that, 
And that's an excellent point because, again, that's why I named the show The Man in the Mirror because it was derived from my book and it was derived from us have to really take a look in the mirror. And I'm going to back up to what you said earlier, self-esteem. The one Mm -hmm. person we all need to love first is yourself. Because I love me Mm -hmm. me. I'm not going to let anybody treat me any old kind of way. I mean, relationships, you know, if you have that self-esteem, and if you're single for a minute, as you said, that's fine. Because when that right person comes around or when anybody comes around, if they're not going to treat you the way you would treat yourself, then, you know, you can kiss them goodbye. Like, okay, that ain't going to happen. Because you have to love yourself and respect yourself. And once you love, respect yourself, and that self-esteem is there, oh, yeah, they want to know they will not be able to come and do or say whatever they want because you won't let them. Right. You know, as you said, that is the number one kicker. You look at yourself and say, I love me some me and I love you. You know, do what we got to do. So people understand, like, oh, I'm not going to let anybody walk or talk over me. Why? Because I love me. And if you want to be in my life, then you're going to have to love me as I love me. That way, you know, they will know that they're not going to say or do anything that shouldn't be said or done. Right. Oh, I agree then, with that. Yeah. And then let's talk about the laws of attraction. You know, when you when the person that you see looking back at you in the mirror, when they believe everything that you're saying that you're worthy of this and you can make it with or without someone in your life to compliment you because so many of us go into relationships under the premise that the other party will complete us. Instead of them complimenting us, they go in under the auspice that this person is going to complete them. And by doing that, when Valentine's rolls around, you think, I'm only 50% of who I should be. And that's not true. You're 100% of who you are supposed to be, who you were born to be. What you do with it. It's something else. So that means that if you actually see yourself as 100%, your boo could be the 25%. That makes you 125, 150. But for most people, if your boo is not 100 plus percent and they're not, he or she is not enhancing you or complimenting you, it's not very much there. I mean, if all you want is for somebody to run out and buy you, you know, some, some, or something that doesn't mean much, again, that you can flaunt on social media when you go to your partner's page and they don't mention you. They haven't mentioned you since you started dating five years ago on their social media sites. There's a problem. So, you know, you have to look at the big picture of what is making us believe or convince ourselves that we are children of a lesser God because on one day a year, we are by ourselves. And then the odd part is a lot of people will wake up on February, you know, the 15th and be okay. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. you were single on the 13th. Why were you crying your eyes out on the 14th and now, or they'll have an accident, I mean an accident, you know, or they will have that moment where they're looking and suddenly they think that everyone else is trying to be, to show off on social media and then they'll catch an attitude. 
out of the blue for no particular reason. I'm like, that person has been with their boo for the last two or three years, and you've been single for the last five or six. So, again, and I'm trying, I keep stressing this point about the, the being single because so many people, for whatever reason, don't realize or they can't see that they've been single for this long, so what's the point and why are they being so upset? So, Maria, I have a question then. So, uh um, I know they, people have started doing like these um, Valentine's Day events for singles. So, Uh I wanted to kind of know what you thought about that, like maybe just, you know, just come and have fun kind of thing or, you know, guys are coming, ladies are coming, you might meet somebody, might not. You know, they, they, I've seen a few different kinds of events that Uh are going on. What do you think about that? Well, again, you have to be in the right frame of mind when you go to these events. Some people go to these events and uh, they instantly become, you know, the sale item at the meat market. It's as simple as that. You know, some people will go to these events, and I'm about to pat you on some toes, but you all know that it's true. And for those of you that don't, I, you can invite me back, and we can do a show on denial. But you have some people say <laughs> if they have, you know, a Christian a Christian Valentine's thing, Christian singles Valentine's event. Now, so many times, so many times, I love dating. I date. I do online dating. I do offline dating. I date. I have a great time dating because I meet some fabulous people and some not-so-fabulous people, but I enjoy dating because I'm, guess what, people single and loving it. But when you go to these events, you have to be in the right frame of mind. You meet someone who's showing you interest, and let's go back to the laws of attraction. One thing that the kings and the queens of the con know how to do, they know how to scope out those people who are hungry. If you go to the supermarket hungry, what do you do? You tend to buy more things that you do not need. If you go to a singles event and you look hungry, guess what? You're going to attract everyone who's going to tell you everything that you want to hear. And before you know it, you wake up the next morning in some bed that you've never been in before or lying next to someone you will never see again, but you may not be alone anymore because either your womb is holding, housing something that you didn't have before or your immune system could be housing something you never wanted. So the bottom line is simple. We have to be in the right frame of mind. If you're someone who's that desperate, that lonely, your self-esteem is low or you have no self-esteem, stay your behind home. Stay home. Uh-huh. Watch a movie, eat some popcorn, do whatever. Run out to your favorite fast food restaurant, get that box of chicken, get that burger, do whatever you have to do. You do not belong out in public when you are not at that stage of healing or self-confidence and self-love where you can go out, have great conversation, good food, and go home. If you cannot do that, If you go out and sometimes, you know, especially at the Christian events and even on the Christian dating, you quote the Bible, the Bible says this, and I'm a Christian woman, Christian woman, and then before the night is over, somebody 
is making pretend like it's the Super Bowl and something is up like goalposts. There's a problem. There is a problem. Okay? There's a problem. So we need to understand, if you're one of those types and some of you within the sound of this voice, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're that type, stay home because there are people out there looking for you. They are searching for you. The laws of attraction work both ways, for good and bad. And if you're that desperate for that 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes of fame, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm willing to walk a mile for a lot of things. Don't get me wrong. I will walk a mile for a lot of things, but I'm not willing to give up my integrity for a few inches. And you know what I'm talking about. Amen? Okay, let's yeah. go on. <laughs> we got we to keep it real. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's my next question. Uh-huh. We talked about attraction and laws of attraction. What do men need to know about women in Valentine's? You may have touched on that, but I want you to talk about that a little bit more. Because, and you said it's not just men, it's women as well. I mean, what is the real, we talked about the real deal, but, you know, we talked about the self-esteem, but, you know, mm-hmm. if a man is going to approach you woman about Valentine's, what, you know, you know, because they say the man is the leader, you know, in a relationship or anything. So if a man is going to, you know, approach you woman about Valentine's, um, let me even, before I even get to that, do you, have you ever heard of men, and they're out there, and I don't keep it real, that men that say, well, Valentine's is coming up. Let me break off with this chick right now, and that way I ain't got to worry about getting no present, you know, getting anything. For Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. And and I spoke about that a little bit earlier in a roundabout way when I said, you know, you have the people that say, my booze, get me this, and they do it up, all the cute little pictures. Okay. But then you click on their booze website um, page, and they haven't mentioned her or him at all since the day they started dating six years ago, and they have a one or two pictures that are dated from, what is this, 15? So, you know, in 2010 or 9 or something, that's the only picture they have up. You don't see them flaunting everything. So that tells you what the, where that relationship is going right there. And, and word to the wise, when you have a real woman or a man who loves you, you don't flaunt all of your business on social media anyway because guess what? There's always some barracuda or shark out there waiting in mm. the wings to find out mm-hmm. and see, ooh, he giving her this or she's giving him that, ooh, ooh, ooh. And next thing you know, they're easing up on him. And, you know, if you ever watch some of these talk shows that come on, mothers are taking their daughters' children and sisters taking their friends and cousins are doing this. And this is just within families, not to add, you know, neighbors, coworkers, all of this. You don't need to flaunt a good person. Lord knows when I get another good man, I'm not telling anybody. I might not even invite him. <laughs> Your little secret. I'm going to send myself my own invitation to my own wedding. Y'all, oh, do you get married? I sure am. When? None of your business. Who is it? None of your business. Where y'all living? None of your business. Well, can we send you a gift post office box? Nowadays, you keep your business private. No, you don't need to tell anybody because there's enough desperados out there and desperados. They're trying to get any and everything. So when you have that right person, 
You don't need to put it on. Why would you take something? If I have my favorite mink coat and my best diamond rings and my best jewelry, why would I put it on display in the window if it's not for sale? Mm-hmm. Right. If it's not for sale, why put it on display? And a lot yeah. of people need to understand that. If they, you know, when you talk about Valentine's, it's so much bigger than that. It's about relationships. It's about um, being there. But back to your question, if you have someone who's going to break up with you and then try to come back a week later, what is that telling you? Hello, everybody. I'm going to play the Jeopardy music while you all think this out. <laughs> What's that saying to you? Because some people need a minute because it's going right over their head. Like, I don't know what she's trying to say. Okay, let me tell you what I'm trying to say. If they break up with you and then they want to come back a week or so later so that their cheap behinds couldn't buy you a simple card or a gift, what is that telling you? Number one, they devalue you, obviously, and what you have together is worth nothing to them. Number two, they cheap as all get out. Number three, you have to look back and say, wait, are they cheap because they don't really have much to offer anyway, but I'm so in love with them. Come on, man. Love, y'all, some people will take the word love and make it another dirty four-letter word. Okay, if they have nothing to offer you and they're going to break up with you, he, him, or her uh, decide to break up with you and we come back a week later and say, hey, boo, hey, baby, what? No, 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 shop is closed. No, 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 you don't come back when it's a free ride. Never allow yourselves to be used like that. Men or women, and I know some sisters may have been waiting. This is strong black sister. She's going to get on here, and she's going to be sister power. Uh-uh. Eh, wrong answer. Anyway, <laughs> bottom line is that, simple. This is a two-way off. street. This is a two-way street. Here, you have to respect yourself. You have to respect the person who's in your life, and you have to expect to be respected in that relationship. Everything is a two-way street. If they don't want to pay for you to have a flower or something like that, what are they going to do when times really get hard? So you have to remember something. For those of you in relationships, look at what the cycle is that you're going through on Valentine's Day, on Christmas, because if they can get away with Valentine's Day, they're going to do it on Thanksgiving. They're going to do it on Christmas for sure. Mm. And then what are you getting back? Valentine's Day is the one day usually where the male will buy or the dominant partner, however you want to say it, will buy their their significant other something very, very nice. But, you know, if this person is buying you crappy crap, what's that saying? What is my favorite saying? Stop putting up with the cream of the crap. We deserve mm. better. So if you can't, if you cannot be with the cream of the crop, oh, and by the way, if you're not bringing the cream of the crop, Stay home. As a matter of fact, go to work and stay home every single day of your life until you get yourself together because we do not need any more dysfunctional people out here messing up homes, messing up relationships, destroying the fiber of something that we have lost, something called family. We don't need that. Stay home. Stay home. If I could get rich tomorrow where I could buy people like you in Ireland, I would. And feel free to go there on a one-way ticket and stay there. Wow. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, well, look, so, okay, so, Maria, I, mm-hmm. I, I saw, and I actually posted it in the um, event room, 
But I saw an article on men's health, mm-hmm. and they they were doing a poll about Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. So they were saying um, that 48% of women say that, that they expect to spend about $25 or less on their man, and 33% of men between 25 and $50. On the woman. So they were saying that. And then they were also saying, um, you know, about if they, how much should they, well, they said how much should they spend on you. But then um, they also came back, 31% of women said that their partner didn't need to get them a gift. Now, I'm wondering if these are really, this is Men's Health Magazine. So I'm like, okay, is this for real? I'm I'm not believing these statistics. And then 40% of men says he or she she doesn't have to get me a gift. So, I mean, I kind of understand a split because a lot of times the, the men end up doing more than the women, but I was kind of surprised at that. You know, that? you know, how about this? For me, now, the last real man that I was with um, – when we got together for, I got in from work and he had the flowers and the cards and all of that laid out on the sofa. I mean, on the sofa. And, uh, well, yeah, it was in the sofa in, in one of our grand family rooms at the time. And um, he had uh, made, oh gosh, what is it? Colossal, some type of shrimp and lobster tails. And we had a beautiful evening at the end. Um, we washed dishes, he he washed, I dried, you know, we just had a great evening, you know, lit the candles, ran a bath for me, that was my night, and then leave me alone. I loved it. I loved it. Okay. Okay. I loved it. Because you don't have to spend money. If you love me and I love you, I just want to be with you. Let's just mm-hmm. turn on some music, light some candles. I love to slow dance. That means more to me than any other piece. I, I'm a, I, I love jewelry. I love jewelry. I love high-end jewelry. I will spend, you know, if I can make out a payment plan, I will buy a beautiful piece of jewelry and just have it for myself because I know what I like and what I want. And usually if I'm with someone and we're out at the jewelers or whatever and I see something that I like, and for me, ladies, now, this is a show for another day, but, at my juncture in life, where I am now, you know, a lot of the men who I date are very um, established, meaning they don't live in mama's basement, meaning they have their own vehicle. Now, you know, this is where I am today, not where I was a year to five or six years ago when I was married to a bum, but right now I'm talking about where I am now because I want everyone to understand that what I'm talking about it's not something that I went to college and learned. This is things that I have seen, witnessed, and experienced for myself because life is a journey in growing up. So, yeah, I do believe that those statistics could be correct. Um, and it's all about what you choose to do. If a woman chooses to spend some money on her man at um, or her partner, whomever it is, however you want to say that, um, Fine, great, wonderful, but, yeah, some men go all out, and I think that maybe in some cases the $50, 
uh, could be a little bit on the low end of the spectrum, depending mm-hmm. on what type of man. Because, see, it's that's the difference between having a boo and having a man. So, you know, I just touched some people's toes. I'm so sorry. No, I'm not. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line is that's what separates the men from the bees. So, you know, if, if that's all that your boo can afford and he's made that honestly, more power to him. I applaud him for that. But a lot of times when men do have it, they do spend it on a good woman. Notice, ladies, take notes. I said on a good woman. Matter of fact, on an outstanding, awesome, great woman. Okay? And that means, ladies, that when you hooked up with this man who has it like that, that you brought something to the table too. So, again, Valentine's Day is not about a date. It's about a lifestyle. It's about a relationship. It's about something that's so much that has more substance to it than one day out of a year. So, yeah, I do I do believe that that may be um, – pretty accurate for the number of men that they asked. And uh, they could have had a controlled group, too, so that they pretty much knew what type of answers they would get back. Now, with with that being said, um, so, okay, let's explore this, because you touched on it when you were just talking. Let's explore the um, the whole issue of, you know, you might have a, a good guy, and he his income may be on the lower side. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like you were saying with with um the evening you were describing, just basically right. if the effort is put in, it's still you know good, I guess. Well, it, it is in the in the sense that, as I said, if you have a man who's hardworking and he doesn't make a lot, the question comes back to what I said earlier. Why do you have to spend money at all? How about you guys just having a night where you're lying in bed holding each other in your arms, just talking and listening to one another, not hearing what each other is saying, but listening to one another so that you just get that closeness because communication is one of the greatest turn-ons in the world. And me, I'm attracted to a man with a beautiful mind. If we can have a cerebral conversation, he can almost get whatever he wants except for the money out of my bank account and the key to my home. He can't get those two things. Oh, yeah, and to my car either. He can't drive those because he shouldn't have all of that himself. But beyond that, he can captivate my spirit and my soul just by that cerebral conversation from his beautiful mind. I am so attracted to an established, accomplished man with a beautiful mind. I That right there, minus the three things that I said, he could probably do <laughs> almost <laughs> anything. Well, I so, can agree with yeah. that. I love an intelligent man, and I love intelligent conversation. Yeah. Okay. These are some excellent conversations. I'm enjoying everything that Maria is talking about. Okay, and here's an all right because I'm 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 being the devil's advocate tonight. Um, I wrote, I did actually put in um, the letter in there, and the question I the next about men. Do you think men are afraid of love? I I I believe that um I don't think that um a real man is afraid of love. 
And there's something to be said when you're talking about a man and a boy. And um, and boys come in all shapes, sizes, and colors, and boys does not necessarily mean by their chronological age. Sometimes it's their mental stability and their, their mental age. And sometimes you can have a, a 55-year-old boy. Mm. Are they ready for love? No. You know, you can. I can walk down the street, and I'll tell you all this a small story. This young man, I see almost every day. He's thirty three, and he's asked me out, and he's he just, um, you know, he, he's in, he's totally infatuated with me. He's infatuated with me mm-hmm. because when he looks at me, he doesn't see that I'm a fifty one year old woman. He sees a woman that he's attracted to. When I look at him, I see a cute little boy. Uh, who I'm flattered mm-hmm. by all of that, but, and he is on a mission. He's going somewhere, and he's going to make some woman, hopefully she's deserving, a very good man, partner, husband someday. He will do that. He will do that. But, you know, um, oh, my gosh, what was the question? The <laughs> <laughs> uh, turn has come. Most importantly, we fear giving up control. 
we fear losing ourselves in emotions we do not fully understand, an emotion that controls us rather than us controlling it. No man wants to feel like he is falling in love with you before you are falling in love with him. And, yes, we recognize the hypocrisy of that statement. We still stand by it. We recognize that we are asking you to sacrifice emotionally before us, for us, even if we have not fully demonstrated that you should do so beforehand. So that was just a little bit of it, but a lot of truth is in that. One thing I will um, ask you to discuss or tell us before we go to take a break is why are men afraid or shy or whatever you want to call it about showing emotions? You know what, again, uh, you're delving into something that's a little bit, um, again, emoted and very, very um, broad. Two things, and one of them, as you said in in the intro, is that I'm a writer. And one thing we don't do in writing, or we should not do, is to say, you need to do this, or you know this, or we know this. Because that person, that writer, is not speaking for every man. And some of the things, if you really want to pick it apart, you know, my my formal education is in law. So if I'm going to pick that apart, some of the things that they said at one point, you know, we don't want to fall and, and not... You know, we want to know that you'll be there to catch us if we fall and blah, blah, blah. I immediately thought about a little child learning how to walk. You know, they want to know that that comfort that mommy's going to be there to catch them. So, again, if you look at that article, we, 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 if you go look at Ink Magazine or Today's Mail or something, a lot of magazines out here that deal with with, um, men who maybe are at that C-level executive and all of that, they're going to say, I love the art of being in love. And most men, again, who are at another level, they don't mind crying, they don't mind showing their vulnerable side, but those men also like that woman that can bring that out of them. And, they, again, they complement one another. They complement mm-hmm. one another. If you ever do a show on dating, you know, that six-plus figure man, let me tell you all something about that a little secret that most women will never do and they'll never understand. A lot of women go out looking for that, I want a six-figure man, I want a six-figure man, and blah, blah, blah. Or if you're out at the club or wherever, you want to order rooftop or, you know, outer atmosphere, stratosphere, liquor, or whatever, instead of ordering a modest drink or a non-alcoholic beverage with someone who can afford to buy you whatever you want. And then we need to understand something that, Men, um, these men want someone who listens to them, who says how was your day and really listens to what they're saying. That's what a real man is looking for in a woman. They're not looking for someone who's going to be like a mother figure to them. And a lot of that article sounds like a man who needs a woman to be mommy as well as his lover, and that's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really think about that article, go back and read it line for line. That's creepy because somewhere between this guy has a lot of issues with growing up. It's like you need to stand on your own two feet because the bottom line is men and women, we have nobody to depend on really in most cases but ourselves. So when we fall, we have to have enough wherewithal to pick ourselves up, brush ourselves off, Mm -hmm. ourselves, and put one foot in front of the other and move. So that article talking about we, 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 we who, who is we, 
Let me mm. know who these men are who you're representing so that I will not contact or date them. Because wow. that's not the type of man that oh, I, as a yeah. woman, would want to date anyway. I'm not there. He might as well put on the diaper and wait for someone to come and change him. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying that article makes no sense. And to be honest, as African American men, I would be a little bit offended by it because it plays into all of the wrong stereotypes that society has plagued an African American male with anyway. Oh, he's weak. He needs somebody to pick him up. He needs somebody to do this, and I'm not going to fall on you as tit for tat. It is so juvenilistic when you read that article. I hope you didn't write it and you were trying to make pretend like somebody else did because I'm tearing you all apart right now. But anyway. <laughs> oh, I didn't write it. But I, you know, <laughs> you know, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't and have me that, any other way. <laughs> with that said, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're about to take a break so we can hear from some of our um sponsors of the show and then we'll come back you know after that and you know hear some questions see what other people may have um to ask out there for miss c maria wall now uh, maria before we go on break please tell Mm -hmm. our um, listening audience how they can you know contact you or you know if they have questions for you because i read something that nikki and you know you and nikki must got something going on because she just read wrote a whole book inside you know the room about you about stuff i'm like wow miss nikki you know but that's okay because that, that, i love stuff like that you know you might as well just use that part that she had in there for your next next chapter in your book because she just gave you all kind of accolades Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, Nikki. You know I love you. Nikki um, and I met a few months ago, actually, on my show, Healing Through Hurt Talk Radio. So there's several ways that you can contact me. First of all, phone numbers, 202-618-2556. Again, you can email me at um, mariawall at thewallfoundationinc.org. Uh, several websites uh, over on Facebook. Um, we're the Marathon of Hope Kingdom Movement. If you want to talk some real stuff, though, you might want to meet me over on the Healing Through Hurt I Talk Radio presented by the Wall Foundation Inc. page or on Google+. I have the Relationship Recovery Group there. That group is almost 700 strong now. That is my largest coaching group that I have. We are like a family there. Um, on Meetup, we are the Women of Wisdom and Worth of W.O.W.W. But again, the best way to reach me is 202 618 2556. Send me a text and uh, I'll be sure to get back with you. Um, I am available for speaking engagements, uh, book clubs. I do have a book, Solid Noise Lip Service. Um, Again, that we can discuss a lot of things that we're doing tonight. So pretty much that is it in a nutshell. Oh, Post Office Box 272 in Randallstown, Maryland, 21133. If you want to go by snail mail the U.S. Postal Service, feel free to do that too. So that is it. And um, I'm looking forward to hearing what uh, other people have to say, what Nikki wrote. She is one of my biggest fans, and I am one of her biggest fans too, but yes. Yeah, I'm getting kind of jealous over here. My show, and you get all the accolades, but that's okay. You know, we we here to have some fun. But anyway, um, see, this just like a what? man. See, this is what I'm talking about. You're one of them we men, aren't you? You're in that we category. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. 
We. Well, we're, we. Uh, watch I yourself. Put you guys, watch yourself. <laughs> we. I'm going to put you guys on hold for a minute as we hear from okay. our sponsors, and we'll come back with C, Maria Wall, and Valentine's. Also, we want to. I'm sorry, say that again. I'm Michelle. I was saying also we want to remind our guests to press one if you have a question or would like to say something. If you're uh, if you called in, press one. Thank you. And we have a note from our sponsors. Music instruction for all learners, where music knows no age. If you are interested in music instruction, such as piano lessons or instrumental lessons, please contact us at 443-574-5491 to set up an appointment to talk to our instructors. And please visit us on our website at www.musicinstructionsal.com. Another sponsor is the Kirby Boss Project. Kirby Boss Project was created to empower, inspire, motivate, and challenge the lives of full-figured women. Curvy chicks are boss chicks, too, not to mention beautiful, intelligent, and talented. Please check them out on Facebook at Curvy Boss Project and their website at www.curvyboss.com. Another sponsor is Oasis Tax Service. Need help finding out what your tax refund should be? Oasis Tax Service can direct you to the right amount of cash to put in your pocket. Mention The Man in the Mirror with host Hezekiah Montgomery and get a 5% discount on your preparation. Contact them at 443-621-8386, located at 46 South Franklin Town Road and www.baltimoretaxpreparationservice.com. Um, well, that's, our song is coming on, and when we'll come back, we'll have some more questions from Ms. Maria Wall. Uh, we'll be back in a matter of seconds. I give myself away. I give myself away. So you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away. So you can come on, let him know. I give myself.
We are now back with C. Maria Wall as we're discussing love, romance, commitment, and Valentine's Day. This is Hezekiah uh, Montgomery, the host of The Man in the Mirror. And um, just just want to remind you, if you're listening in on your tele- cell phones, telephones, please press 1 so we know you're in a queue if you have any questions for Miss Wall. And um, Michelle will be is monitoring the chat room, so you can post questions there as well as your interview is going on. And I'm now going to turn this over to Michelle Johnson. Okay. We have uh, a listener that wants to ask a question, so I am I'm taking a question from listener with the number ending in 2746. Again, that's the listener with the number ending in 2746. What's your question for C. Maria Wall? Well, first of all, hello, C. Maria Wall. How are you? <laughs> hey, hello, my beautiful sister. Hey, hi, Hezekiah. She bullies me a lot. You just don't hear the show enough. She bullies me. Hey, Michelle, how are you? Hey, uh, let me Hello. guess. Is this Nikki? Is this Nikki? This is Nikki. How'd you guess? Yeah. I get wow, finally. <laughs> well, I am actually right in the middle of typing the paper, and I was listening with my phone sitting there. And I was thinking, you know, as as Maria was talking, and she's my mentor. She she gets me through. But I wonder sometimes with the the change. Um, I was married to fifteen years to. Let me stay nice and Christian. A man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please do. You know, that's you know, the only thing I know to around. say about him that would be nice. And you know, I you know I, I love my husband. My son asked me today, and it almost broke my heart because I had to go for some divorce things today. And he said, "Well, mom, is he still gonna be my daddy?" And that kind of crushed me. Mm. But um, I think today with the whole women's movement, and trust me, I'm not saying it's wrong, not even a little bit. 
But sometimes for some men that I think would be good men don't know where their place is anymore. You know, we tell men we don't need them to raise the kids, to pay the bills. Um, We don't need them, you know. And that, to me, I hear this way too much, but I'm going to say it anyway. They feel emasculated. That's not the case for all men. Some men are using the fact that women are more independent today to live off of. And and mm-hmm. I put that and I put that what about tax time because that was the biggest scam that my husband used. We could fight and argue <laughs> we can fight and argue and almost kill each other from March till November. But in November I come home. I mean he got good at it. He start you know around January. He started November. Bubble bath ran dinner done when I get home from work. He is taken care of. And, you know, then in March, he gone again. You know, it's all things that we as people, not just women, people, need to pay attention to. Um, Maria, you said so many. Usually I write down a lot of the stuff that you're saying so I can comment. But like I said, I'm typing the paper and I couldn't do that. But one of the best things, not greater things you said to me tonight is needed for the younger generation of women. If it's not for mm-hmm. sale, why put it on display? Don't be mad at what you get because of how you advertise. Right. <laughs> so correct. do you think do you think that the confusion in dating and relationships and things like that is troubled by the new woman? Mm. That's a great that that's a great question and I do believe that to a degree, to a degree, uh, there is no one particular um, cause that we can place on this thing called the relationship dilemma. There are some women, you know, I'll tell you a small story. I had a neighbor, and um, she's single, and she's getting older, and um, one of the things that she said, she said that she had two people in her life that she admired. One was me. And another lady that she knew, her cousin, I believe, and she said, you're just strong women, and, and you know, I, I, I just didn't need a man, and da 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 So finally, what I said was, let me ask you this, at which time did you ever hear me say that I'm so strong that I would not welcome a strong, an equally or greater um, strong man in my life? And she paused for a moment. She said, well, you never did. And I said, see, we get so hung up on this thing called this women's movement and all of that. The bottom line is that we are still women. In the beginning, it was Adam and Eve, period. Mm -hmm. Eve wasn't created, you know, from Adam's rib. The bottom line is we have our place. We are women. We are not built like men. We certainly don't think like men. Well, most of us don't. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have two totally different roles, but when the roles come together, we become one, one, one people, one. Let me keep saying that because, you know, I love when a man opens the door for me, car door, uh, um, door going in and out of a building, pulls out my chair. I love that. I mean, there are some things that don't take don't take away the man's rights to be a man. Don't take that away from him. 
And, and again, I cook from scratch. My great-grandmother taught me how to cook from scratch. Most women couldn't cook a home-cooked meal that they tried. Most women think that a home-cooked meal means running out to the local chicken joint, getting a bucket of chicken, throwing it on a plate, making pretend like they had a clue about how it was cooked, and they don't. So there's certain things. I like being a girly girl. I like being a woman. I like my independence. I like being successful. I like being a CEO. But I can come home, put on that apron, yes, and most of you don't even know what I'm talking about when I say an apron. Look it up. Google it. A-P-R-O-N. <laughs> that apron and know how to cook and be a wife and or mother or significant other to the right man. But, again, notice everything that I said. I have something to bring to that table, and guess what? If I'm bringing something to the table, he better have the house that the table is in so we can all work together for something. Now, if you are not evenly yoked, if you're, you know, it, it, let's just go down this road for a moment. A real secure man enjoys that accomplished, strong woman. He appreciates her for everything that she does, but mostly he enjoys her femininity. He enjoys the fact that she can run a company and come home and be his lady. Notice I didn't Mm -hmm. say his woman. I didn't say his wifey. I didn't say his girlfriend. At 50-plus years old, you are not a girl, and Lord knows you are not a boy. Okay, let me say that again because some people need to be reminded of this. At 50-plus years, matter of fact, at 35, 45, anything, if you're not in your teens and you're not in that discovery phase, you are not a boy and you're certainly not a girl. Stop acting like one. And ladies, I'm talking to the ladies right now. Men, just pick up your pants. But ladies, your skirts need to come down a little bit and you need to stop dressing like you belong on the corner because guess what? If you dress like a duck, you look like a duck and you quack like a duck, guess what? You're a duck. <laughs> quack, quack. <laughs> well, see, I was going to say, you know, you're some form of foul. So, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, well you did some say kind of foul. So you did say in 2015 you're going to tell people to take a seat, and that's what you're doing today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, me fact, some people, me. some people, go ahead. I'm sorry. Let me add to that. A real mm-hmm. man and a godly man will cover that woman anyway because men, you know, not all men, but men are forgetting that there's three. There's you, there's her, and there's God. You get your, a man gets his directions from God, and then he is to cover that woman in the household, in the surroundings. So wherever she is, if she's working, you know, that doesn't take away from you, you know, being the leader. Because guess what? It takes two anyway. And any time mm-hmm. that something happens, just like in the Garden of Eden, anything, anytime something happens, God ain't going to that woman. He's going to that man because he gave the man the commandment over her. He's, and, and a man is supposed to love the woman as Christ loved the church. And, you know, Christ died for the church and man. That's how a man is supposed to love a woman. So when a man messes up, you know, you know, women, please don't think, you know, you know, it's, you know, you're going to be the one. No, God's going to go towards that man, especially in a relationship, especially in marriage, things that go on. Because that man will have to go through 
you know, he may get himself together, but there's always going to be some going through because he didn't do what he was supposed to do because the commandment is given to him to love, honor, and obey and to shelter that woman. Yeah, wow. that's what I. That's Amen. exactly what I just said, though. You know, she comes home and it's his job to shelter and to to cover and all of that. Again, it's about working together. It's not about this. I'm the big bad woman. I can do this. I can do that. Until we can make ourselves, impregnate ourselves, and have our own children and raise <laughs> them right, you know what? Okay. We cannot do everything. Okay, I think they took this women's movement too far. We wanted opportunities. It was about giving us opportunities. If you know, if you're married and your husband dies or something, we need a way to keep our family together and thriving and all of that. It was right. about giving us opportunities. It was never about allowing us to change our roles. Now you have all of these scientists out here that's really playing God right now with all types of things, but it was never meant for us unless you're going through something. Let's just show up another day when you're going through some type of gender identity crisis. The bottom line is, we were born to be women. And, yes, I'd like to have some opportunities, and that's what it was about. It was never about me saying I can do everything a man can do because guess what? I cannot. I cannot. I know that. I can run a company and be darn good at it and hang with the best, but I cannot go home and do everything that a man can do. I still cannot do it and will never be able to do that because I'm not a man. I am a lady. Notice I keep saying lady and not woman, not wifey, not boo-boo and all of that. No, I'm a lady. Wow. Well, that was a fabulous answer. Thank you so much for calling in, Nikki. No problem. Thank you, Nikki, for everything oh, you've done. You, even Nikki. a book you wrote in the, even a book you wrote in the um, <laughs> page. <laughs> I'm gonna have to see what she wrote. I'm 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 remote right now, but I'll be on a little later, and I'll have to go in there and see what Nikki wrote. But thank you so much, Nikki. You know I have nothing but much love and respect for you, my sir. And um, I did see your wedding picture, your your wedding dresses the other day too. You're a little tiny thing. She's a little tiny powerhouse. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I went today to put the deposit on the reception hall, and this man, most people would be offended by this. I wasn't, because I just don't think of things like that. And the guy who owns the hall comes in, and he says, are you, are you Nikki? I said, yes. He said, wow. And he at first he seemed confused, and he started writing. He said, your voice is so heavy. I was expecting a much larger woman. Oh. I was asking Michael, like, should I be mad? Wow. Or I, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be mad or not, so I just laughed and, you know, gave him my $600 as a deposit. I would have gotten a discount. I would have been like, I'm sorry, that's the most insensitive thing. Oh, I would have gone off on him and gotten me some discount because that's how I operate. I would have been like, I'm sorry, you said what? He would have got three hundred dollars a day and liked it. I would have went out of there with three hundred dollars, and he better not take anything away from what I had planned. I'm like, what? Like, what on earth? I would have been all over him. He would have felt like nothing by the time you would have felt his poor little man parts. Like, 
I was God. That's that thing that I be talking about, God working on me. See, you could have said that to me a year ago, and I'd be telling you a story about how I was looking for another hall that still got the 15th of August open. But God has mm-hmm. worked on me. I've always been a sweethearted person, but circumstances mm-hmm. always made me retaliate really hard and quick. And I don't have to do that no more because I love me. And, and you mm-hmm. can't tear me That's down true. like you used to. You know, it used to be a time you say something about my weight, you know, I would just lose it because I was always so tiny and told I was never going to have no man because I was n- no backside. But, you know, oh. it, that's so that culture of debate. You. No, but it's no, seriously, y'all know that's true yeah. in our culture. Y'all know that. Course, you man. know, especially years ago, it was, you uh-huh. know, you had to have a big behind and a big old chest. I had none of that. So, you know, yeah. it, I used to be real insensitive about my weight. Now, my grandmother told me about my feet. I wear a size eight and a half in shoes, and I hated it. My grandmother told me, she said, honey, that's the feet God gave you. Now, if you want to cut them off, that's all your business. But Nikki brings up a really good point. You bring up a really good point about, again, like we've been saying all night, loving yourself, loving the skin that you are in, and being comfortable with who you are. Now, if you're that uncomfortable about things, that means that there's some work for you to do. Um, for those exactly. of you listening, if you're that uncomfortable, then that means that there's some work for you to do so that you can be comfortable in the skin that you're in. Not worry about because there's always going to be people out here who are not going to like you. So, you know, again, this all ties into this esteem thing and coming down to February 14th. All of this comes into play. So thanks for bringing that up, Nikki. You brought up a very good point. Um, Thank you. About, um, you know, uh, people and uh, um, how they view each other. But, again, what someone else thinks does not matter. It doesn't matter. It's what you think Mm -hmm. about yourself. That matters the most as long as it's not going over the top and really crazy. It's all about what you feel for yourself. Right. Well, I love you guys. I love you. I got like 1,000 more words to write, and I'm stuck. So <laughs> I just want to come and hear my sister talk and listen in to Mr. Hezekiah and Michelle. And don't be surprised if you don't get a friend request because I'll come listen to your show. It's been she very, right. very she good. She will. Thank you. So, so see, 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 Hezekiah, you all, oh, it's my show, and she has it. Now you got a new listener, see? See, I'm yeah. <laughs> thank you, Nikki. But you no, know, are you gonna bully me like she does? <laughs> yes, yes, you will, Nikki. I'll answer for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I need to get prepared, get my gear on, and my tissue so I can cry and all that. <laughs> But you guys have a beautiful night. I have loved, 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 loved the show. I really did. Um, Maria, you were fabulous as usual. Nichelle, thank you for the the feedback on the page. And I will talk to you beautiful people another time. Thank Thank you. Thank you, Nikki. Love you. No problem. (laughs) Good night. Good night. Okay. So we actually have one more caller. Uh, who Woo-hoo. wanted to <laughs> ask a question? Maybe we can squeeze him in because we are actually winding down. But um, let me go ahead and I 
I'm taking a question from the caller with the number ending in 6354. Again, that is the caller ending in number 6354. What is your question for Maria Wall? Uh, greetings. This is Dr. Almay Royalty. I've been waiting on the phone for uh, <laughs> oh, Lord, a whole Lord. hour. Oh, <laughs> because I've been waiting on this phone for a whole hour now. My battery is getting weak. Uh, let me first say uh, uh, hello to Miss Miss Johnson there and Miss Miss Montgomery. Uh, Miss Wall is a pleasure to meet you, and uh, I look forward to uh, meeting you real real soon one day. And uh, I've been listening to the radio show, and I wanted to uh, touch real uh, real quickly in the best interest of time on. I'm I'm a wee guy, but not in the context of uh, the way it was just described. It is my theological understanding. Uh, that God created two eyes uh, to create the we. Um, and I'm a big, big, big fan of the we uh, because I think what, what has happened, uh, to make a long story short, is that uh, we we have gotten away from the we and the benefits that come from the we. And the okay. benefit that come from the we, in my humble opinion, is that we were really created uh, and I dare to use the word with a capital N, to need each other. Um, right. And what we have done uh, through a whole bunch of uh, generational um, uh, confusion from slavery to the woman's independent moment uh, to the uh, defeminization of men, we have gotten into uh, what I call the me, myself, and I culture. Uh, mm-hmm. And even before we can move forward uh, to participate or obey the laws of attraction, uh, oftentimes, sometimes we attract uh, something that we are equal to, but we're so stuck in the me, myself, and our culture, which is uh, typically uh, the American way. Uh, and I can say that as a traveled man, because when we go outside, uh, the, the mindset of the me, myself, and our culture is not so relevant. It's not so important. Family is, is really, really, really prominent uh, overseas and in other countries. Um, but when you look at both sides of the fence, we we, ha- we still having this boxing match. A lot of times, um, men can say twelve things wrong about women. Women can say twelve things wrong about men. Uh, and and actually, we both are correct because we have ex- we have really really abused each other uh, to the point where we uh, legitimately cannot trust uh, none of the stages from the courtship. Uh, all the way up to the marriage. Uh, we don't really know a lot of times what we're getting. Uh, and a lot of t- I, I, I'm a big fan of that you cannot learn everything in college. You can't learn everything from a book. Sometimes you have to learn things uh, on the site of um, of the field, right. uh, through pain, through experience. Um, and um, that's where you sometimes you get your best education. When you go to college, you have no problems paying uh, the institution uh, big money uh, to educate you in those particular categories that you're going for. Uh, but yet when we are in a bad marriage, in a bad relationship, uh, this is the price that we're paying for that particular education. It may be pain. Uh, it may be uh, high finances. It, it may be a broken heart. Uh, but it, but it, in, in, the result of it is extreme uh, knowledge and is equity. Of information uh, in that in that lesson, if you if you choose to look at it correctly. Uh, but I'm gonna move forward to a question uh, because uh, obviously you're the esteemed guest today, 
and um, and Mr. Montgomery purposely had me on the phone holding it for a long time. And as you can see why, because I'm talking a thousand minutes. Uh, oh, you can't minute. blame um, Mr. Montgomery because Miss Johnson was in charge of the <laughs> that part. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know, but I, I like I like throwing the punch away anyway. It's just you know what uh, we do. But um, uh, my, my, I guess my question would be uh, forwardly to you is that. Uh, and, and 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 first, let me give you a compliment. Uh, you are the first uh, um, female coach that I've heard say that we have taken this women independence movement uh, a little too far. Uh, I give you uh, extreme accolades for that because um, in the woman community, uh, I've seen women attack women for even coming close to saying something like that. Um, they, they look at it like 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 somewhat like you're trading against them or something. Um, when you say, hey, we're taking this woman's movement a little too far, and we still women. So um, I can imagine uh, what kind of uh, commentary you get from uh, your peer group uh, as well as um, just mm-hmm. women in general for that. Um, so, um, I, 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 again, I give you a major accolade for just even saying it. Um, but my, my my question is, what are, what are your – what would you say – is the number one solution to um, uh, men and women coming together in courtship and saying, hey, uh, in this society where the role reversals are obvious. And this, again, I'm going to move into my humble opinion because I don't want to stamp my words on someone to say it is so. It's just what I believe, uh, where men are the new women and a lot of women are the new mm-hmm. men. Um, and so you see men now are more feminine, and you see women now are more masculine. And so mm-hmm. when they come together, um, uh, you know, it's 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 an, an obvious disaster because that's not how the creator created his creation. So uh, right. what would you say on how to get back to those original roles? Well, uh, you know, what you're speaking of is what I call societal genocide because the women are more manly and the men. I always make a joke on passing and say men need to go home and put on the apron and learn how to, you know, bring up the bacon and fry it up in the pan and all of that because the women are out playing like they're a man. So um, first and foremost, we need to understand something. In order for us to move forward in any positive direction, we need to understand who we are and where we have come from. We need to understand, as I spoke about earlier, my great-grandmother taught me how to cook from scratch. Someone has to be able to teach these young girls. In my nonprofit, we work with a lot of youth, and one of the things that we stress is to teach these young ladies how to be young ladies. And we have uh, Mm -hmm. male mentors to teach the young men how to be men. Nowadays, Because of society and the way the economic boom and then the the, the burst of the bubble and all of that goes, what happens is so many parents, they had gone out and they got this this half a million dollar plus house that they couldn't afford unless they worked 27 jobs apiece and, and with overtime. So the children are left to raise themselves. And they're left to watch video games and or videos. And neither is giving them anything of any real value as far as um, self-worth and ethics and and um, anything of that nature, they're not getting these lessons anymore. We need to understand where we've come from and who we are in order for us to know who we are now and where we are going. 
So there's something to be said about listening to the elders when they talk. Now, you know, at 51, I am considered an elder to some, uh, but a mentor to many. And I have to share my stories, and in doing so, that helps these young ladies know that they are ladies, not um, I always refer to them as Miss So-and-so, Miss This, or Mr. So-and-so to the young men. Uh And the young people out here nowadays, it's a simple fix as far as young people and, and healing the next generation, just the fact that they want that nurturing. They long for that attention. I work with children who are in the system, and all they want is someone to show them some interest. And now we have people in my age group who are acting like they're 15, 20, you know, 20 years old. They're dressing like they belong in the club and clubbing with their children. That's a cardinal no-no. So, again, we have to go back to the days of old, and I do believe that churches need to step up and do what I was taught and saw that they did as when I was coming up as a child. They need to get back into the communities. They need to really get into the communities and have these organizations and these groups that teach us what we have long forgotten. Teach us everything, yeah. and I mean everything, from learning how to count without calculators, everything. We need to know this. We need to re-empower ourselves. We need to reignite our ancestry. We need to move forward, and that's across the board, no matter who you are, what ethnic, social, economic background. We as a people, as human beings, have forgotten a lot of things that made us the dominant um um, the dominant force on this, you know, on the planet as far as in the hierarchy of animals and humans and all of that. We need to understand the power of family. We don't have that anymore. And like you said, it's a me first, especially here in the U.S. It's all about the individual. Yeah. It's not about family. So, again, we need to go back to the days of old. We need to go back to school, and we need to be retrained, relearned, everything from day one. And that comes through a lot of prayer and communication and walking out and taking those leaps of faith and standing up against the, the, the opposition because there's a lot of people who don't want to go backwards to learn who they are and where they come from. They like living in this me first world that's bound to fail in the end. So Okay. Yeah. All right, Dr. Rolte and Ms. Yeah. Maria, I'm actually going to have to wind down now. We're about, we're about, we're coming down the wire, but I'm going to actually get you two together because you two, I know you two will do well with this discussion. We, I will definitely have both of you back probably on the next show with a mission that you're going to have to do. But um, we will be back. You'll be back in two weeks from today because we have a mission to do. But um, I enjoyed Ms. Maria. I want to thank her for coming on to The Man in the Mirror and, you. you know, giving her viewpoints, opinions, and all the great answers that she has given. Um, I want you guys to please, you know, go to my website at www, I mean, com and sign my guest book. We are doing a fundraiser for um, Rediscovering Kind of the Play. Check the website, hit GoFundMe link, and, you know, we'll take you to the uh, backer page. And please support the play, which will be out the summer of 2015, and our goal is to raise $5,000. Again, please sign and support the cause. This is Hezekiah L. Montgomery signing off, and I'll see you at the Mirror. I don't know what's going on.
In your trial, in your test, in your heart. 